Good morning, my good friends. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my good friends. Good morning. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, welcome to my live stream. Welcome to my Periscope. Welcome, welcome. Uh, it is uh, 9.54 in the a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It is Thursday. Uh, looks like we lived up until January 24th, 2019 already. I'm coming to you about 12 miles uh, east of downtown Los Angeles in California, obviously. And uh, let me introduce myself. My name is Andre Lefevre. Andre Lefevre. I am independent citizen uh, journalist, uh, extreme libertarian. My website is uh, wildnews.us, wildnews.us. And I mouth off on things political, things cultural, things uh, interesting. I have a full live stream for us today and uh, two huge uh, headlines today. Uh, New York Democrat left celebrates making child murder legal and they're celebrating it in a Nazi-like fashion. And I have sad news from, uh, from Latin America. It looks like neocons and our wonderful military-industrial complex is trying to suck us into another endless foreign war, this time in uh, uh, Venezuela. Let's start with uh, the Nazi celebration of child murder, and I don't miss in my words, uh, celebrating the murder of children. That's a Nazi thing. That's a truly Nazi thing. I am on uh, christiannews.net headline New York Governor Andrew Cuomo signs abortion bill allowing murder of unborn up until birth and when there's a nice picture of him signing with a bunch of smiling Democrat uh, Democrats around them just like smiling Nazis were signing Nuremberg laws uh, which uh, resulted in uh, mass murder of Jews, the gypsies, uh, and uh, other people. Uh, so uh, let me read it. Albany, New York, liberal New York governor Andrew Cuomo, who has decided that he calls extreme conservative politicians who impose on people by law their view of what God says should be done, has signed into law a bill that not only codified but also expands abortion access in the state, allowing babies to be killed during the third trimester if they are not expected to survive or if they are deemed to threaten the health of life of the mother. In quotation marks, every individual who becomes pregnant has the fundamental right to choose to carry the pregnancy to term, to give birth to a child, or to have an abortion. The Reproductive Health Act reads in part, a healthcare uh, practitioner may perform an abortion when the patient is within 24 weeks from the commencement of pregnancy or there is an absence of fetal uh, viability or the abortion is necessary to protect patient's life or health. Uh, the legislation passed the Senate 38 to 24, the Assembly 92 to 47. Uh, let's see. It also allows uh, abortion to be performed by non-doctors, uh, and that's me, Andre, talking. Uh, 
it allows uh, up until the birth of a child, natural birth of a child, for the child to be aborted if it, uh, if, uh, it threatens the health, which includes mental health of a mother. So any murderous female uh, or any murderous medical practitioner who is not a doctor can kill a baby if a mother claims that her psychological health is a problem, kill a healthy baby. There is no protection for the abortions going wrong and babies born alive. At 24 months, babies can feel, babies uh, can hear, uh, and uh, sometimes they're viable. So uh, the Nazi left Democrats are celebrating the murder of children. This is truly revealing themselves or who they are. We'll talk about it a little more uh, in this uh, podcast, in this um, live stream. But uh, Democrat Party in the United States has always been a pioneering in eugenics and, uh, and murder. And uh, they have spawned the Nazi ideology in Germany. And it seems like today's uh, uh, Democrats are simply channeling uh, their eugenic and uh, their murderous mass murder ideals that they have always harbored since uh, uh, it was created by uh, Andrew Jackson um, in the early 19th century to create the genocide of uh, Native uh, Americans in the United States. Um, They have not stopped, uh, they simply changed the target. Now the target are the uh, people of the European descent. But again, I'm going to touch upon that a little later. Uh, The uh, major headline, however, for me, uh, has to do is that uh, Neocon seemed to want to bring us to another foreign war. Uh, President Trump uh, is uh, pulling the troops from Syria and it cuts into the profits of the uh, military-industrial complex. Um, The um, Democrats who uh, run it, those the same Democrat uh, people who uh, support murder of uh, unborn uh, uh, babies, or even born babies, uh, they also want to put our uh, brave uh, young men and women in the harm's way. Uh, we've seen that in the endless uh, foreign wars in, uh, uh, in, uh, in the Middle East. Now, since uh, President Trump has... Um, uh, is pulling out from, at least from Syria, uh, they decided that, that they need to bring, uh, uh, need to uh, need to change that uh, because the profits are down for the uh, Democrats. So uh, here is um, an AP story. Uh, top Venezuela military brass uh, uh, vow to back Maduro amid uh, amid unrest. So let me let me read the story. There will be several stories that I'm going to touch upon. So stay with me because I'm going to tie it all uh, all together. Uh, Caracas, Venezuela. This is uh, the dateline. Venezuela's top military brass 
uh, pledged their uh, um, uh, unwavering support for embattled President Nicolas Maduro on Thursday, delivering vows of loyalty before rows of green uniform officers on state uh, television. And half a dozen uh, generals belonging largely to district commanders with uh, direct control over thousands of troops joined Maduro in accusing the United States of meddling in Venezuela's affairs and said they would uphold the socialist leader's rule. Defense uh, Minister Vladimir uh, Padrino Lopez, a key Maduro ally, later delivered his own proclamation dismissing efforts to install de facto parallel government as a uh, tantamount to a coup. It is a war uh, between Venezuelans that will uh, between Venezuelans that will solve our problem. He said it is a dialogue. Venezuelans are apt. Let me reread this again. It it is a uh, it is not a war between Venezuelans uh, that will solve our problems. He said it's a dialogue. Venezuelans are uh, heading into uncharted political waters after the young leader of a newly united opposition claimed Wednesday to hold the presidency in Maduro uh, dug in for a fight with the Trump administration. All eyes have been uh, on the military, a traditional arbiter of political disputes in Venezuela, as a critical indicator of whether the opposition will succeed in established new government. Uh, well, let me put some, um, some background to this. Uh, uh, Juan Guardo uh, decided to assume the presidency uh, in Venezuela, even though he has never been elected, um, I am not. I'm not a. Um, I'm not a fan of Nicolas Maduro, who is a Marxist uh, socialist, basically communist, who is um, following the Chavez's uh, murderous uh, practices uh, that uh, send about three million of Venezuelans into. Uh, refugee exile, who is basically repeating uh, things that Soviet Union did, and Cuba did, and China did, uh, minus the death camps, but he's starving this rich country to death. Uh, but it appears to be that he was uh, elected uh, the last year. Now, uh, it appears to be that our government is engineering a coup d'etat in Venezuela. And unfortunately, the track record for our coup d'etats is not very good. Our coup d'etats usually worsen the situation. Just look at what uh, we did in the Middle East, which we totally destabilized it. And we sent uh, uh, millions of refugees into the Western Europe and into the United States who bring the murderous uh, uh, Islamic terrorist ideas uh, to the Western world and destabilizing us. What I fear is that the same situation is of in uh, uh, in Latin America. It appears that the globalists, uh, which are the neocons of our government, uh, the unholy union between liberal Democrats and establishment Republicans, want to send the wave after wave of Latin uh, American uh, migrants to United States to. <clears throat> by uh, destabilizing uh, Venezuela and neighboring states uh, and uh, support the open borders because now if we intervene there, uh, the pres political pressure will be so 
irresistible to let millions of um, Venezuelans and anybody somehow affected by that, and there will be millions of uh, Latin American migrants who claim to be Venezuelans who will try to migrate to the United States, effectively replacing the American middle class. And those are <coughs> the ready-made Democrat voters voted legally or illegally. Democrats do not care. Uh, they, uh, the only way they can stay in power nowadays is because of the illegal immigration, because they vote them illegally. The only way Democrats win any election is because they commit uh, fraud. Um, more stories on, uh, on this subject. Um, this is... Let's see here. Uh, this is um, a uh, press release that I have found. Let me bring this up on the U.S. State Department um, website and give it a second to um, uh, give it a second to load. Uh, here we go. Um, U.S. Department of State official website, uh, recognition of Juan Guardo as Venezuela's interim president. So, <coughs> United States officially recognized an unelected leader of Venezuela. Again, granted, um, Maduro is a socialist thug, but uh, I don't know anything about Juan Guardo. And judging from what happened um, in um, uh, in Ukraine, where we instituted a uh, very similar coup d'etat. There, what we have done, we have replaced a Russian-supported government <coughs> by an openly Nazi government uh, that celebrates actual Nazis, actual German Nazis. Uh, they name streets in Ukraine after SS generals. So, um... Again, our track record in supporting uh, insurrections and uh, supporting uh, coup d'etats is not very good. So let me read uh, uh, the press release uh, that was uh, published by Michael Pompeo, our Secretary of State. The United States recognizes Juan Guardo as the new interim president of Venezuela and strongly supports his courageous decision to assume the role of uh, uh, pursuant to Article 233 of Venezuela's Constitution and supported by National Assembly in restoring democracy to Venezuela as president. As President Trump said, the people of Venezuela have courageously spoken out against Maduro and his regime <coughs> and demanded freedom and the rule of uh, law. So it is uh, obvious uh, that our government is instituting this coup d'etat. I don't know how else to call it. And uh, what I am fearing is uh, that it is, uh, since the profits for the defense contractors are down in the Middle East because we are slowly pulling out of there, uh, they need to be able to afford their multi-billion uh, bonuses and salaries and be able to channel more money to our neocon politicians. They, we, uh, President Trump, he was starving them. So it is obvious that neocons and the in, um, military industrial complex is trying to create another endless foreign war, this time in Latin America. Again, it has very dangerous implications for the American middle class 
because every foreign war we've been involved in have created waves upon waves, hundreds of thousands, millions of refugees who do not share our American ideals. And the Democrat Party has never been shy supporting open borders because they look at all those refugees uh, as uh, Democrat voters. Uh, Democrat and neocons, basically, our wealthy elites want to replace us, the American middle class, with the compliant pets. That's how they look at those refugees who will permanently keep them in power which will uh, bring the worst of the third world policies uh, into the United States. Uh, let me keep on going over the stories. Um, uh, we know who the players are among the neocons. And um, let me bring this story up. Uh, and this one is uh, from uh, UPI, and uh, it is loading. Um, Florida Republicans call on Trump to support Venezuelan opposition. And there's a nice uh, picture of... Um, oh, of the rhinos on it. Uh, the, this is dateline uh, January 22nd. A delegation of Florida Republicans visited the White House Tuesday to discuss tensions in Venezuela over the country's leadership. Senators Marco Rubio and Rick Scott, Republican Mario Diaz Ballard, and Governor Ron DeSantis were calling to a meeting with President Donald Trump and Vice President <coughs> Mike Pence as Venezuela prepares for a large demonstration uh, by supporters of newly elected President of the National Assembly Juan Guardo against President Nicolas Maduro. Rubio said the delegation encouraged President Trump to uphold the stance that Maduro uh, leadership's illegitimate and recognize Guardo as president. So um, I'm really disappointed in both um, uh, DeSantis and um, uh, and Rick Scott. Um, I don't think much of Marco Rubio. He is uh, the Bushite. Uh, uh, the the Bushite uh, neocon, but those two I thought had some brains. Uh, obviously, military-industrial uh, military complex have promised them something. Um, it gets worse. Uh, it 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 is uh, it, it gets worse, ladies and gents. Um, uh, let's see. This is from Business Insider. Uh, and let me read this story. Uh, Trump leaves military option on the table for Venezuela, which he calls uh, as threatening North Korea. And just read the, the, uh, the, high, uh, the highlights of it. Um, President Donald Trump uh, made uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, made Venezuela one of his top national security priorities, alongside adversaries like North Korea and Iran. The Trump administration has kept up pressure on the country's uh, isolated government. Turmoil uh, has triggered a massive exodus of Venezuelans who fled to neighboring countries. 
just wait until they start um, overwhelming uh, U.S. borders, <coughs> just like those caravans that are coming from the Central America. Also, uh, keep in mind that we are supporting the coup d'etat in there, uh, that a gentleman by the name of um, uh, Juan Guardo has never been elected the president of Venezuela, uh, and he formed a parallel government um, that basically, in uh, color revolution uh, fashion, trying to depose an elected government of Venezuela. As much as I despise that socialist scum that's in there, what's coming if we intervene is going to be so much worse, and you'll understand why in a second as I keep on uh, uh, bringing up the news stories about that. This is truly, uh, uh, truly alarming. Let me bring another story, and I think this one is from AP. Um, give me just a second. Um, here we go. Um, uh, top Venezuela military brass vowed to back uh, Maduro amid unrest. So, it is obvious that Maduro has um, uh, has support of his military. Um, it complicates things also is that Maduro uh, has uh, decided to break the diplomatic relationship with the United States and ordered uh, our diplomatic <coughs> personnel, our embassy personnel, to leave the country. Uh, it is unclear to me, I have not seen anything today, uh, whether they're going to follow it. Apparently, since um, the United States has recognized, uh, uh, has recognized uh, uh, the, um, the Guardo uh, government, uh, we are not going to pull our, um, uh, we are not going to pull our diplomats out of there. That creates an interesting situation. I really would hate to see something similar to what happened in Iran uh, during the Carter administration where our diplomatic personnel was taken hostage and held for a long, long uh, time. Um, now, it gets, uh, it actually uh, gets uh, scarier than this because now the Europeans are involved. Uh, Russia is now involved in this situation. Uh, in December, they have sold um, uh, they have sold uh, uh, military planes to um, uh, uh, to Venezuela, and apparently Russia enjoys a good relationship with uh, the Venezuela. This is from uh, uh, taskandpurpose.com, um, and this is from December 10 of last year. Uh, Russia sent warplanes uh, to Venezuela, and the Pentagon isn't having it. Let me read you a couple of paragraphs. As the Russians send bombers to Venezuela, the Pentagon is stopping just short of firing a pistol into the air, yelling, Liberation! The two uh, TU-160 uh, uh, strategic bombers arrived in uh, uh, strife arena Venezuela for joint exercise on Monday, along um, 
AN-124 transport aircraft and uh, IL-62 jet uh, <coughs> liner, the Russian Defense Ministry has announced. Uh, it is the first uh, time Russian bombers have deployed in Venezuela since 2013, according to the Defense Department. Venezuela's economy and the healthcare system are in a state of collapse. So, uh, so now, uh, uh, a month ago, uh, Russians started sending warplanes to Venezuela. Um, I know that pretty much nobody, nobody listening to this podcast or this live stream is old enough to remember the, including myself. I was, uh, I was a child of three when. The, uh, when the Cuban uh, Missile Crisis happened, um, I just hope it's going to head the same way. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, let's see. This is a, actually a related story, uh, and this is from uh, uh, Time of uh, Israel, and this has to do is that since um, we are pulling out of uh, we are pulling out of the uh, uh, Syria, Israel apparently is doing our bidding there now. Um, again, it has to do with the fallen profits of the um, military-industrial <coughs> complex. Uh, let me tie it all together, so bear with me, even though this is not, this is happening in on the other side of the world. It is directly, it has direct impact to what's going on in, in Venezuela. Here's the headline of the Times of Israel. Russia says Israel must hold its ar arbitrary airstrikes in Syria. Uh, after Israeli-Iranian uh, flare-up, Moscow says Syrian territory should not be an arena for setting uh, uh, geopolitical accounts, warns of a potential regional chaos. And there is a nice picture of Vladimir Putin and uh, President Assad of, uh, uh, of, uh, of Syria. Israel should stop its arbitrary strikes in Syrian territory, which are against the region's interests. It could spark a new chaos, the Russian foreign ministry said Wednesday. Now, this is this story that I found. So uh, Russia is now getting itself involved in that region very heavily since we're pulling out. And we have decided to um, use Israel as a proxy for the profit-making wars of our military-industrial uh, complex. We're drawing uh, the Russians into that conflict. Uh, Here is another Israeli publication that will tie it all together for you, and it's actually kind of scary to read it. Let's see if I can bring this up. This is from uh, Jerusalem Post. Let me see if I can bring this up. Just give me a second. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a one-man operation. It is loading, it is loading, it is loading, it is loading. Uh, again, uh, here's Jerusalem Post. The headline, 
the Middle Eastern origins of support for Venezuela's Maduro uh, subheader. As Venezuela's uh, crisis unfolds, Iran, Turkey, and Palestinians and Russia stand behind. Um, let me just bring this up. Sorry, folks. I want to read this, but when I am doing a live stream, my computer gets a little slow. As Venezuela crisis unfolds, Iran, Turkey, the Palestinians, and Russia stay <coughs> stay behind Maduro as U.S., Canada, and other countries support interim President Guardo. So you see where this is going. And I want to read you a couple of paragraphs. Uh, support for competing uh, sides in Venezuela's latest crisis has divided the world and have their origins in uh, uh, in differences over Middle East Eastern politics. On uh, January 23rd, the U.S. recognized Juan Guardo as the interim president of Venezuela, even as the prime uh, uh, the regime of President Nicolas Maduro continues to hold the mantle of power in Caracas. Turkey has offered some of the strongest support for Maduro, uh, in quotation marks, uh, excuse me, uh, in quotation marks, Maduro brothers stand tall, Turkey stands with you, Turkish President uh, Recep Tayyip uh, er uh, Erdogan told Maduro in a phone call. Guardo declared himself president as massive crowd uh, converged in Venezuela capital to protest Maduro's rule on Wednesday. The U.S. Uh, has taken the lead in support of Guardo. The Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says Washington will <coughs> conduct relations with the new president and no longer recognizes Maduro. Um, support for, and I'm skipping a couple of paragraphs, support for Maduro divided the world and South America where Colombia, Paraguay, Brazil, Argentina, Chile, and other countries have recognized Guardo while Mexico, Cuba, and Bolivia have stood with Maduro. Russia and China have condemned the U.S. decision to, in, to interfere in Venezuela. However, in the Middle East, the Venezuela divide is more interesting because Iran, Turkey, and Russia, uh, who have grown increasingly close over the Syrian conflict, all support Maduro. Um, I guess you see where we're going with this. Excuse me. Um, this is how First World War started, and I know that there are very few people who really studied that uh, that history in depth. Everybody thinks somehow <coughs> the you know, First World War just erupted. Reality is, it was a conflict between the Russian Empire and Austro-Hungarian Empire, where the Russians would meddle in the Austro-Hungarian Balkan uh, provinces and. Uh, and Austrians would meddle into the Ukrainian and the Polish provinces of uh, of Russia. Does that sound familiar to you? So now we, the Americans, were meddled into the Ukraine, which is right on the border with Russia now. And of course, Russians um, are just compelled to uh, mess with us in in the Americas. Uh, again, this is not a local conflict that uh, that we're provoking and supporting in Venezuela. Uh, it has much wider global implications. As you can see, uh, everybody is choosing sides, uh, sides, and the United Front against us by Russians and Chinese is not a good thing. Uh, moving on.
let's see. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's let's go. Uh, uh, let's uh, uh, let's go back to the United States and uh, our internal uh, situations. Um, I'm sure uh, you have heard uh, about the Covington Boys controversy, where a um, where a number of uh, boys ranging from seven to uh, to sixteen uh, have attended pro-life demonstration from the Catholic school in in Kentucky in Washington D.C. They uh, waited for their bus. Some of them were wearing. Uh, MAGA hats, and they were accosted by hard left thugs. And then uh, hard uh, hard left thugs lied about them, and the whole uh, corporate control media came down on the boys uh, as they were a reincarnation of evil. There was a clear, clear, uh, clear bigotry against the white people. Um, there was one, you know, you know I, I don't really want to recount the story. If you don't know the story, you know, you don't know the story. But Covington boys have, uh, the hashtag Covington boys have become a cultural icon. It, 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 beca it become the symbol of what happens uh, when uh, the Democrat truly channeling Nazis and condemn uh, a group of people just because of their um, uh, genetic makeup. Uh, Nazis um, thought that the Aryans were victims <coughs> of uh, genetically deficient, and in quotation marks, genetically deficient uh, Jews and Gypsies, so they wanted to exterminate uh, Jews and Gypsies because according to a Nazi propaganda machine, Jews and Gypsies have victimized poor little uh, Germans, Aryans. Well, according to the privileged Democrat 1% class, uh, the uh, hard-working middle-class uh, kids uh, of, uh, uh, of Kentucky, just because they're white, because of their genetic makeup, have victimized those privileged people in, uh, who live behind gated uh, communities, who have tenors in the universities, who have... Uh, who make tens of millions of dollars uh, working for poor corporate control media, and those um, politicians who uh, sold their soul to the Democratic Party. One of them, uh, Democratic from the 3rd Kentucky District, uh, John Yarmouth, actually tweeted uh, on the 20th, I believe, uh, uh, I am calling for a total and complete shutdown of uh, teenager wearing MAGA hats until we can figure out what is going on. They seem to be poisoning our minds. Uh, yesterday, I actually called his office uh, on a live stream. I had a very interesting conversation with uh, his spokesman by the name of Dan, and I think that's his name. And let me play you uh, the, uh, and it's, it's like a six-minute uh, uh, six-minute interview. I think you will find it uh, interesting. If you heard it yesterday, I think you'll enjoy listening to it today as well. So here it goes. Hello, uh, my name is uh, Andre uh, Lefevre. I'm a citizen journalist. It's fair to tell you that I'm uh, live streaming this phone call on Periscope, and I'd like to speak to the congressman or somebody who is authorized to speak on his behalf, please. 
problem. Um, I'm going to try and bring this closer uh, to the to the microphone because the sound is really down. So the nice lady has put us on hold. Uh, hello. This is Dan. What can I help you with? Hello, Dan. Uh, my name is Andre Lefevre. I'm a citizen web journalist. I'm live streaming this phone call on Periscope. Are you authorized to talk on behalf of the congressman? Um, yes, potentially. Okay, well, I, uh, yeah. I, uh, uh, I, I simply want to ask a couple of questions. I saw uh, representatives uh, tweet that he's calling for a shutdown of teenagers wearing MAGA hats uh, because, according to him, uh, uh, those hats are poisoning young minds. Uh, is he still standing by the statement? He issued a clarification on Twitter soon after that tweet that he supports the First Amendment. He was joking that he did not actually support a ban of MAGA hats, um, but at the same time, he believes that students acted inappropriately, whether provoked or not, and he does believe that the president has tacitly encouraged that type of behavior with a lot of his own rhetoric, um, and he condemns the un-American values that the president has put forward and are represented in that altercation. So, in his view, when a hard left thoughts approach white children in Washington, D.C., who are not bothering anybody, it is justified because they're wearing MAGA hats and support the president? Does that justify violence and uh, inappropriate behavior towards white children? Sorry, just what? Uh, is, when a white child is wearing a MAGA hat and supports Trump, does this justify thoughts approaching them? Not encouraging violence on any side or any sort of. He regrets the situation. Now, does he, does he support bigotry against white children? No, sir. Uh, does he think that wearing a MAGA hat by a white person justifies bigotry against such a person, child, or an adult? No, sir. So, does he think he has not that... at any point condoned actions against these students. What is he planning to do to protect the white children from being attacked from by left Wing thoughts. I don't know of any plans. I don't think so, he has seen a demonstrable need for further measures to be taken. If you have seen the full footage of what Covington boys went through, do you think it was okay for grown thugs? to approach and harass those boys. No, sir. He never said that. Well, uh, what does he plan to do in the future so his white constituency will be protected from the bigoted leftist thugs?
or does he plan to do nothing? Does he think that white children don't deserve to be protected just because of their genetic makeup? Sir, he has not observed an ongoing physical threat to those students in that video. He has not had any, seen any need to take further action to censure any group. Um, he, as I said before, he supports the First Amendment and all, and all parties' right to use it and exercise it. If you have a specific policy initiative you would like to convey to him regarding this situation, I will be happy to pass it along. Beyond that, I can't really continue to answer questions. Well, just one last question. There have been numerous death threats and threats to burn down the school. Is the congressman concerned about that? Or just because most of the students in that school are white, he doesn't care? He, of course, takes those threats seriously and is, will, does not want any further danger to fall on any of the involved parties. He will take any of those things seriously and will monitor the situation as they go on. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. God bless you and have a good day. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, that was my uh, interview with Dan, who um, is a spokesman for uh, Democrat Representative John Yarmouth uh, from Kentucky's 3rd Congressional uh, uh, District. Um, it is obvious that um, the spokesman had no concern for white children at all. None whatsoever. He uh, totally oblivious to the threat, didn't think the threat was real. Even though uh, the school had to be closed for two days now, he um, he could care less. Uh, Democrat, not interested. Not interested in uh, protecting children as long as they are of the wrong uh, genetic um, makeup, happen to be white. Um, that brings me... Um, to a gateway pundit story. Uh, and let me bring that up on my uh, on my screen. Give me just a second. Uh, takes a moment. All right, here we go. It's loading. Uh, from Gateway Pundit, this is from the 21st. Leftist darling Alicia Milano, the red MAGA hat, is the new KKK hood, attacks Covington Catholic students. Let me read you a couple of paragraphs. Hollywood actress uh, and Democratic activist Alicia Milano attacked the students of Covington Catholic School as bigots and called uh, the, red, uh, uh, the red Trump make America great again hats. <coughs> in quotation marks, new white hood in reference to the infamous white hood of the Ku Klux Klan in tweets sent uh, uh, to her three and a half million followers. Uh, the red uh, MAGA hat is the new white hood without white boys being able to empathize with other people. Humanity will continue to destroy itself. Um, Milano is, uh, uh, was very upset Saturday after seeing a video clip of her. I'm not going to go through it. Um, you know, we have in, uh, 
if you uh, if you get if you go back to 1930s, very similar things were said about Jews. Uh, no matter what Jews did in um, in Germany uh, during the Nazi period, they couldn't do anything right. The problem with uh, those boys was not even the MAGA head. The problem for the left is they are of the wrong genetic makeup, that they're white. What we're witnessing, truly, we're witnessing of uh, American Democrat Party channeling the Nazi ideas. Uh, it is not surprising since they're openly Marxist now and uh, the uh, Nazi Socialist Party of uh, Nazi Germany was just an offshoot of socialist Marxist ideas they grow different branches of the same tree. It is obvious, it is obvious that uh, today's uh, Democrat simply borrowed uh, the, uh, the ideology, simply borrowed uh, the tactics that Nazi Germany used. Instead of vilifying uh, uh, Jews, uh, Gypsies, and Slavs, and, uh, and Blacks, they're vilifying people of the European descent simply on the basis uh, of their uh, of their genetic uh, of, of their genetic makeup, and it's not surprising. Uh, it, it is not it is not surprising. The uh, uh, Democrat Party has a long history of, uh, of racism, and of uh, they basically created the eugenics. Um, uh, Margaret Thanger, who uh, uh, pioneered killing unborn babies, and uh, uh, her ideas made the wholesale murder of unborn babies in the United States legal. She was a Democrat. She was a Nazi supporter. She was uh, she was a hater of uh, people who were not uh, of the Nordic uh, European uh, descent. Though, though those are the roots of the Democrat parties. It was created by Andrew Jackson, who was a great president of his own part, but. He was a bigot and he was a racist. Uh, he evicted um, he evicted uh, uh, Native Americans from the eastern seaboard, and uh, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions, died because of, because of it. Uh, Democrat Party supported slavery in the United States. Uh, Republican Party was formed simply on the abolitionist idea. Uh, instead of uh, abolishing slavery in uh, in the South, Democrats chose uh, to <coughs> uh, to enter into a civil war, uh, which killed almost a million Americans just fighting. Uh, they were not content after that either. They created Jim Crow laws and arbitrary, cruel treatment of people who weren't were of a certain genetic makeup. Uh, that has changed in the 60s and uh, 70s, so Democrats did not lose their lust uh, for eugenics and for, uh, for, their, uh, for their bigoted ideas. So now, instead of being bigoted against people of color, they decided they're going to be bigoted against people uh, of uh, European descent. Um, I mean, if you agree with that, if you agree, uh, none of the people, none of the people alive today, have ever owned slaves. As a matter of fact, um, Dinesh D'Souza, um, uh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza offered, I think it was a hundred thousand dollars for somebody uh, to produce a, a document proving that any Republican owned a slave ever in an antebellum period, and nobody claimed that prize. 
uh, only Democrats owned slaves. Um, now, the uh, Democrat Party today uh, supports the same idea. The point I was going to make, uh, if you think, uh, no, again, I was saying, no, uh, no person today was uh, an adult, or most of us were not born, uh, when the um, United States had legal discrimination against people of, uh, of color and non-white people. Pretty much everybody in life today have grown up and live in a egalitarian society where everybody has <coughs> equality of opportunity. Some sporadic personal uh, animus does exist, but as far as legal discrimination against any ethnic group uh, of color does not exist. What does exist, and it was created by Democrats, legal discrimination against um, uh, against Asians because they score too high in the IQ and legal discrimination against uh, people of European descent because of their high IQ and that includes Jews as well. Uh, just if you're an Asian, uh, try to uh, uh, try to enter Harvard University. Just, just try. You'll find out uh, that they're going to penalize you uh, on their very complex and arbitrary system of the entrance exams. I think there's a class action suit by the agents. So um, rather than level the playing field, Democrats have always, always played racial preferences. And uh, we know how that ends. It ends in death camps, death, mass murder, ethnic cleansing. And right now, uh, the Democrat Party is... Uh, bent upon ethnic cleansing uh, Americans of the European descent from the public view. And as you can hear on that interview, uh, the spokesman for that particular, uh, uh, for the particular uh, Democratic congressman had no concern for the fact that children were involved, just because they were white. Now our side, the MAGA side, the Christian side, the libertarian side, we value the human life. To us, the genetic makeup is unimportant. It's at least the skin color, the shape of the eyes, shape or color of the skin, the hair, is uh, such an unimportant part of a human, uh, of a human being. It it just it is not noticeable. And this is uh, this is the make America great uh, again way, and of course uh, Democrats uh, can have none of it. They have to have an evil group, which is white people, and they have to be a good uh, group, which is non-white people. And believe it or not, they have their own gradations. It's called intersectionality. Of <coughs> it is still a genetic hierarchy within the so-called protected groups within the Democrat party feverish mind, not all of the people of color are, uh, are equal. All of the white people are equally evil, but not all of the people of color are equal in their eyes either. They have their own uh, uh, very weird uh, intersectional ethnic uh, gradation. I'm not going to go into it. I'm thinking of doing the whole periscope on that. All right. Uh, before I go, I want to go uh, through what's considered to be news. Uh, let's go to Donald Trump's uh, tweets because he does make the news cycle and see if we can find anything interesting. Um, 
he's writing Nancy just said she she doesn't understand why very simply without a wall it does not work our country has a chance to greatly reduce crime there's another tweet without the wall there, uh, there cannot be safety and security at the border for the USA build the wall and crime will fall uh, alright so nothing truly newsworthy the Drudge Report uh, leads with two presidents in Venezuela, USA Bags Guardo, Russia Warms. I think we went over this during the first, uh, uh, at the beginning of this uh, podcast live stream. Uh, the uh, New York Times, let's see what the corporate controlled uh, neocon media uh, thinks. And uh, takes a little while to load. Uh, Trump delays State of the Union as Democrats draft a border plan. Uh, they're obsessed with the swamp games within um, Washington, D.C. By the way, the government shutdown does not affect regular middle class people like us. It only affects Democrats and uh, rhinos and establishment, Washington, New York establishment. For us, I don't notice it, do you? So, but to them it's important because the, the spigot of their money, ill, ill gains has been shut off because they're suckling on the taxpayers' money like little piglets on the big saw of the government. Uh, this is Washington Post. Let's see what uh, Bezos uh, thinks news are. Senate prepares to vote on dueling plans to end shutdown. Yeah, they're in Washington preoccupied with shutdown. Because again, they're suckling on that, uh, on those uh, taxpayer tits, because they cannot make their they're, they're like a redistributive economy. They can't make money. They're too stupid and too lazy to make money the old-fashioned way to earn them effort. So they have to be distributed money like um, like welfare recipients. Well, they're all trust fund kids, so they don't. They're lazy and stupid. What else can I say? Um, well, um, I'm just about done with this. I'm on my own website, wildnews.us. Uh, check it out. Uh, if you want to contact me for some reason, just click on contact the info. All my contact information is there. Uh, my uh, 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 my phone number is there, but unless you know my person, I'll suggest email me first. But, uh, you know, if I have time, I'll answer the phone. But sometimes if I don't recognize the number, I just let it go into the voicemail. Uh, I am uh, I'm not a uh, uh, I am not a professional. Uh, uh, I'm not a professional in this. I'm a true I'm a true amateur. Uh, I have a daytime job that pays my bills, and I just took an hour and a half of my morning to do this live stream. Um, I will see you probably tomorrow. If not, I'll see you next week. Have a blessed day, and uh, folks, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me. I don't have the words to express my appreciation uh, of you joining me. Thank you, thank you, and again, have a blessed, uh, have a blessed day.